0: middle cough we have an emergency podcast the niners just traded for the third overall
1: pick wait they did they did you're the (laughs) one that told me (laughs) yeah i i did i uh it was one of those perfect timing i hate twitter but every once in a while i still refresh it and i went and looked and it was the top tweet on my refresh like it it just happened it just happened it was I hate, I I can't stand Twitter, but that is the, also the reason I sneak start still this, have a deep little love. Yeah, don't start this with your,
0: your negativity. Get that Twitter negativity out of here right now.
1: It, it was perfect timing, and <laughs> I read it, and I was
0: happy. MyBookie.ag promo code HAM1 brings you this emergency podcast where right now, John, you could
1: go bet on who the number three pick is going to be. Yep. MyBookie.ag promo code HAM1. Also, don't forget NCAA tournament, Sweet 16, Saturday, Sunday. <clears throat> Keep an eye on that. MyBookie.ag. Promo code HAM1. Get your gamble on. Also got some golf. A lot of things to gamble on this weekend. Feels like there's a football game or something this weekend, but it's we're still very far away. Yeah, this is better than most football games. Here we go. <laughs> yes, it is.
0: Forgive me for feeling like I just put uh, nine cups of espresso right into my veins, John. The Niners traded for the third overall pick on Friday with the Miami Dolphins. They traded the 12th pick. They traded their first-round pick in 2022. They traded their first-round pick in 2023. That's one, two, three first-round picks, plus the third-round compensatory pick they got for Robert Sala in the deal. What'd you
1: think? Uh, initial reaction is absolutely loved it. I, I think sometimes in life, you just got to put your your huevos on the table and, and take a big swing. And I go back to after Josh Allen essentially curb stomped the 49ers, whose defense was playing really well. He absolutely destroyed them. And Kyle Shanahan gave uh, a quarterback soliloquy that I think fans and people that have followed him very closely were kind of waiting to hear him verbalize. Like, uh, we don't want to hear about the Matt Ryans and the Kirk Cousins. We want a guy with a sky-high upside. And he rang, he just spoke over and over about just what he witnessed, how much he liked Josh Allen, and just that type quarterback and I think Mel Kuyper, who been on our podcast, went on a rant the week before he came on with us. Like, I, I, are you guys watching what I'm watching with Justin Fields? Mel had got on the table for Justin Herbert, had got on the table for Josh Allen. And I, I think you could throw Trey Lance in. We don't know exactly get who they're going to pick. But you've got to have a guy with a high upside in 2021. you got no shot. Like, the Niners had a really good defense last year. And I, I mean, they had a defense that was playoff-worthy. They won six games, guy. It's it's a quarterback league, and that's what they took a swing for. I think one thing that has crystallized this is watching the Chiefs.
0: Um, and, you know, I think everyone's always talking about trying to find your Mahomes. What makes Mahomes special is there aren't enough Mahomes for everybody. They're not. There might not be enough Mahomes for two bodies, but it is the... I think so often we talk about like elite NFL, minds, offensive minds, play callers. How do they elevate their quarterbacks? We don't talk as much about how do elite quarterbacks elevate elite offensive minds. It's like, well, no, if you could just find value in the quarterback position with your play caller, you can coach him up and you could use the money that you're not spending on an elite quarterback somewhere else. Like, yeah, what if you just had a four hundred and fifty million dollar quarterback, Pat Mahomes, and you paired him with Andy Reid? What could that become? And I think that's what we, to your point, like that's what we've been talking about with Kyle is, yes, you're a great offensive coach. Yes, you're great with quarterbacks. Yes, you can elevate the Kirk Cousins of the world. But what if you had somebody who could elevate you? What if you had somebody who, yeah, you make a bunch of great play calls, but what if you make a play call that doesn't work? What's the guy in the field going to do next? Think about this guy. That's
1: the combination of the best that you want. in Andy Reid's 22 years in his career as a head coach in the NFL. What's the best thing that's ever happened to him? He got Pat Mahomes. By a mile. That's the best thing that ever happened to him. Bill Belichick has been a head coach in the league for you know almost 30 years now. The best thing that ever happened to him was getting linked up with Brady. Now, it works both ways, like you said. Best thing that happened to Mahomes is ending up with Andy. But Andy benefited greatly from that relationship, just like Pete has benefited from Russell. McCarthy and now LaFleur benefit from Rodgers. To me, the best part about this is we don't, the, the guy they pick is a 50 50 chance he's not going to be a guy. But eventually, you got to get up there in the batter's box and take a fucking swing for the fence. And I, I give the Niners credit for doing that because they saw last year the Jimmy Garoppolo experiment of always being injured, slash, really kind of having his ceiling capped. It's just not good enough. It's simply not good enough. They, they lost the Super Bowl. Jimmy didn't play well in the second half. I mean, he was bad, uh, he was really bad. And Mahomes was bad too, but he flipped a switch when it mattered, and, and Jimmy couldn't. And I, I think there are lasting ramifications from the end of that season. Yeah, and then it bled over to this year, which was I don't know any way you can describe it beside for the quarterback position for the Niners, an utter embarrassment slash disaster. Definitely a disaster. Yeah, it was I mean, embarrassing play. I mean, I, I we I watched it; it was bad.
0: Yeah, but that's but again, I, I can't be embarrassed by second and third string quarterbacks, right? Like that's. That's just what you're going to get out of the backups and third stringers. So, I, yeah. to me, it's just bad. Is it embarrassing? Well, it's it's what you get when you end up in that situation. And and having
1: Jimmy Garoppolo was part of the reason they were in that situation. You, you could, Yeah, you could argue embarrassing from the fact is they bet on a guy thinking injuries weren't a, weren't a factor, and he missed 70% or 10 games this year, and they had to rely on those guys again, and it cost them. In a season that they were definitely – I think they look like – Looking at the Bears making the playoffs, they kick the you know the Rams and the Cardinals ass at the end of the season. They got they go Jesus, a good quarterback. We we get nine wins with our eyes closed. Not even a good yeah, quarterback, just yeah. a functional. Game. But again,
0: Jimmy had played sixteen games the year before, so not like making your backup quarterback a priority. Whatever, that's a separate thing.
1: Well, let's talk about the but trade. I, but I think that that all led this whole. Oh, all those situations led to this moment, which I mean is one of the biggest pre-draft trades. We'd have to do a. Probably the biggest pre-draft trade in the history of the franchise, right? I mean, they're well, going it's got to be one months. of the biggest. I mean, to trade for the third pick, you know, this far before the draft.
0: Obviously, the Jets did it a few years ago um, when they got uh, uh, Sam Darnold. They were but, only coming from six, though. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, we're a month. We're, the draft's April 29th. We're a month before the draft. That's just part of this is, did they know? Again, we'll get to the guys, but the Jets are drafting, too. Do they know what Robert Sala and the Jets are thinking about doing today? Do they know? They just saw them at Justin Fields' Pro Day, right?
1: Uh, Wilson's. uh, Zach Wilson's Pro Day, excuse me. The the, the 49ers, or excuse me, I keep thinking Robert Robert Sala and LaFleur. The Jets have been on the clock since the first day of the offseason, right? The moment the season ended and they officially didn't have the number one overall pick, and then Urban Meyer got hired, but they could have hired anyone at Jacksonville. The Jets have been on the clock since... The season ended because the the Jags were whoever got the first pick was taking Trevor Lawrence. So the third pick, you basically know you're getting if Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, whatever, you know, you're getting one of those guys. Now, what makes this unique is they know these guys really well. Yeah, like Sala is his guy. Matt LaFleur works. Mike LaFleur. Mike LaFleur is definitely Kyle's guy. (laughs) And I think they know exactly who they're taking. I think this trade was made. The difference is the Jets. They did not know because at the time we didn't know who the number one overall pick was. People forget, it was still kind of shocking when Baker Mayfield went one. To me, the only thing that's up in the air, and I don't know if it's up in the air for the Niners, given that they would know this. Like, is Sam Darnold going to stay? And they're well, going to get the pick of the litter. I think that's part of it. Part of this is not just
0: recon that they've done by, hey Robert, come on, tell us. Hey Robert, come on, tell us. Part of it is they've talked to the Jets about Sam Darnold. They know what the they know what the Jets th- you know like they know how the Jets are thinking about quarterback. Right.
1: That's the other part of this. Okay, let's talk about the trade. Unless you want to. It say is a lot. On that. I mean it. it I, it it just you give up three ones now granted one is a pick swap but still you're giving up pick 12 and two other first round picks that is a lot the third round pick is irrelevant to me like that's a throw in I don't even care now I I know you could probably get a good player at 105 or whatever the number is (laughs) but the three first rounders is is just a lot because if you look at this year with the Niners like their first rounder ended up at 12 so things can go wrong injuries all of a sudden, that pick, instead of, I think the Niners are hoping, well, next year we'll be in the playoffs, it will be in the mid-20s. It can turn into 14 fast. Yeah, And we saw the previous year, the Niners were at 13. They turned 13 into 14, and they got an extra pick, and they used that to get Iuk. It's like, I, I, I just think they were tired of being cute. And I, I think I just get back to eventually... I, I'm not saying that the Rams motivated them, but you're chasing them. And they, they keep fucking taking Albert Bell, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire level swings. Like, you just got to drop your nuts sometimes. And I think that's what the Niners did. Now, you got to like the guy, which they clearly like. I would imagine Kyle has done, is it fair to say, extensive breakdowns on these guys before they pull a trigger on a trade like this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I, just, I wanna... maybe even organizational breakdowns. Yeah. Like Lynch, Peters, uh, McDaniels, Kyle, you know, the whole crew do do their own individually and then kind of get back together and just... They probably had, what would you say, a couple weeks worth of hour-long meetings? Hours upon hours upon hours, upon hours over this stuff? Yes. yes. A little easier had a lot of you really time. just got to isolate three guys. Yeah, but before we get... I want to get to the guys in a
0: second. I want to talk about the trade value, though, for a second here. Because the Dolph, after the Niners made this trade, the Dolphins then took the 12th pick. Right, and sent one of the firsts and a fourth rounder to the Eagles to go from 12 to 6 and got a fifth back from the Eagles. So the Niners went from 12 to 3. The Dolphins went from 12 to 6. To go from 12 to 6, it cost the Dolphins two ones and a four, and they got a five back, so however you want to, whatever. Okay, but it cost them two ones to go from 12 to 6. So it cost the Niners three ones to go from 12 to three, which is a lot. But when you understand that it took two ones to go from 12 to six, I get that it took more to go from 12 to three than it took to go from
1: 12 to six. Good breakdown, guy. I also think if you factor in a quarterback would be the equivalent of like oceanfront property. I think they're going 12 to six to either get alignment or a wide receiver. You just pay. You pay a lot, but the Niners paid a premium to get there, as they should. You want a quarterback. You want to get to three. It's going to cost you. You know what I like to say?
0: I, it has to hurt if you're going to make a big swing. It has to hurt. It hurt. The other
1: team has to get something too. It hurt. I mean, I, it. The pressure that this player, like Trevor Lawrence, just has pressure because he has a ton of hype. Right. It's a great <laughs> but point. But he making. doesn't have a pressure of like you know God. The Jags traded three seven first round picks. Yeah. Even Zach Wilson. Let's say the Jets trade Sam Darnold. He ends up on the Washington Football Team, the Saints, wherever the Bears. And they just do, they just take Zach Wilson. It's like, well, you drafted him two overall. I think the pressure on whoever the Niners take is in this, the Niners fan base is fucking massive. They are one of the most important brands to the league. The the TV contracts just got, the NFL had to be pretty happy that this deal happened today. Like the Niners being relevant with a young star quarterback, hopefully. But the pressure on this quarterback is going to be known as like, I didn't cost three first round picks and a solid pick for you. Like that's, that's not nothing, guy. I mean, I there's pressure no matter what when you're a top five quarterback or you're a first round quarterback, whatever. But and it's not like this guy's replacing. I mean, the Jimmy's status is pretty low, but man, those three first rounders that's just going to be something that he'll Mahomes. If you look back, it was two first rounders, right? Watson was two first rounders to get from the twenties to the ten and twelve. Three first rounders. I, I'm for it. I I I think sometimes draft picks can be a little overrated. I mean. For every, for every Bosa, there's a McGlinchey. It's like, I, you got to do what you got to do to get your quarterback. But there's just, there's excitement now, but there's just tangible pressure. This guy's going to be nitpicked on just stupid levels, right? But so will Kyle. This is also elevating the pressure on himself. He
0: is not just the GM. He is the coach. He did not just move up to get the number one pass rusher and then say, all right, D'Amico Ryans, use him right. This is what he's paid the money for, is to coach, to find this position and then coach this position. So this is, I don't want to say this is the whole thing here for him, because... He's done a lot of things well and, you know, it's it's there's so much projecting going on. But this is a massive part of where the direction of this franchise, which way is it about to go? A, did he make the right bet in there's more than one elite quarterback? Then does he pick the one that's available to him? Because there's going to be quarterbacks drafted after him. And then three, does he develop this
1: player properly? Here's the other thing. Schefter, I laughed and you brought it up right before we pressed record about like their ramifications or the ripple effects in the league forever. He is kind of right. Like the Miami Dolphins are betting Tua's our guy. Yeah. And clearly they're going to six. My guess would be like they end up with Jamar Chase or something there. Get Tua a guy. But if this Fields or Trey Lance with Kyle becomes a star and Tua doesn't, that it'll be connected. Like these teams yeah. are interconnected yeah. now forever because Miami, despite just drafting a guy number five overall and then having a 10-win season was gifted this Texans pick, they ended up being a train wreck and they ended up with a third pick. So they're all kind of interconnected. Like you say, Kyle taking the big swing. It's going to be compared to like the Stafford trade with multiple ones. It's all kind of because they play each other. Now the Dolphins are involved. There's just a lot of tentacles of connections. I read today that the Eagles. Said so they would have traded up to three if they knew Zach Wilson was going to be there. But then they got cold feet and they jumped back. So I don't even know if that's true. It just feels like they want in on the action. And uh, <laughs> this is just... It, I don't remember these trades. It, maybe it's just the last three or four years. I love the... You know, I, was, I was at the gym when this happened. I, I think a lot of these GMs now and coaches make so much money. It's a little bit like, you know, in our backyard, Silicon Valley, these guys just get stupid money. And you can just do crazy things. Right, you're not worried. Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, they're just not worried. They don't think about like losing their job. Like, how am I going to feed my family? Like, they they just they're just all they they're just consumed with winning. And I think pro sports a couple decades ago because it didn't pay like. Like if you lost your job, you might never become a head coach again. And you were just—I right. don't think these guys, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, and even the fucking uh, Brian Flores. He's like, I've already won rings with Belichick. I'm making eight million dollars now. Let's just fucking do it. <laughs> the, the money's so stupid that we get awesomeness as content creators, as fans of the league, just as a pure fan of football. Reading that was like, this is sweet. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. this. Is, I, it was just a cool moment for the NFL. It, it massive. Massive. I don't know nothing you, more. You think this ha- but do you agree? Like, I don't think this well, happens 20
0: years ago. Yeah, I, I was just just, the thing I would add. And- the thing I would add to it, too, is it feels like quarterbacks, like you're going to know faster with your guys that you bring into the league now. There's not like you're drafting players. We'll see. We'll talk about this to play right away, to be Justin Herbert right away, to impact your program right away. Right. And so there is like this urgency to it where you're not waiting. You're not doing these big moves. And then in three years, we'll see if it works out like. Now, we're going to find out week three how it looks. Let's get to that
1: because I I, I got a thought on that one. Okay.
2: ButcherBox.com slash ham and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at ButcherBox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it
1: What does this mean for Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, not good. Uh, I mean, I, I've been saying Jimmy Garoppolo was in trouble before, well before. I mean, let's just let's call a spade a spade. Our show has been hinting at the 49ers and saying the Niners are trading up to three. I'd got word about this a couple of weeks ago. Didn't know exactly when it was going to happen. But this, while it's shocking, reading that it actually happened, it had been in the ether in the world for a while. The moment they trade up to three, it's bye bye Jimmy. Now, here's the thing. You can't say we're done with Jimmy right now unless it's his trade value. I think under no circumstances do you do two things. Do you draft a rookie quarterback really high and not play him right away? His most valuable trait is his contract. He doesn't make much money his first four years, even if he's a top number three overall pick. He makes, you know, five, six, seven million dollars a year relative to even a Garoppolo that makes twenty. Now, you can't just badmouth Jimmy. You want, even though that the 49ers, from what I've heard, feel he quit on them at the end of the season. You need his trade value to get up a little bit, and maybe you can recruit a third-round pick for him. Why? Because there are teams that just need quarterbacks. And there are, obviously, the Patriots could use him. There are several other teams. I mean, the Bears are desperate. He's from Chicago. The Texans, who knows with the Watson situation, the Washington football team, you got to trade him. But to me... To even fathom Jimmy Garoppolo, given last season coming back and mentoring or being in the same quarterback room, uh, you'd be very naive to think that that's I, – I just don't even think it's a possibility. They can say whatever they want. Coaches and GMs say all sorts of BS. I mean, they they claim DeForest Buckner was the type of guy you build a program around and they traded him. So it's like I, I would expect Jimmy Garoppolo to be traded on draft night
2: yeah or
0: before I mean it 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 could even be before, right? I think we we'll see what happens I guess draft night one of the things there would be what happens with darnold are they drafting there or is darnold available?
1: if you're do the te- Bears, do the Patriots do these teams get quarterbacks? Uh,
0: yeah, like could could you go uh <laughs> yeah somehow Jimmy for Darnold? I mean not uh, excuse me. could you go Jimmy for Dalton? make Dalton your backup quarterback I don't know if you got a no trade from the Bears I don't know if the Braves would even want to do that Jimmy's twice as expensive I don't know if he's twice as good I think he's better than Dalton
1: but could you do something kind of weird and desperate um, yeah why would you would... want the 10 million dollars no, to you me wouldn't. it's got I think it's got Minshew I think it's got Minshew
0: would make it. sense to me yeah but here's the thing you're saving so much money on a rookie quarterback the reason to go backup remember what Mel Kuyper you know he was on the podcast told us about Trey Lance that people think Trey Lance and we'll get to the, the guys that Trey Lance might be more developmental than Fields, who you could play right away. Wilson, you could play right away. Obviously, even maybe Mac Jones or or uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, you could play right away. Maybe Trask, whatever. So maybe that'd be one thought. Again, ten million bucks for your backup if your starter is a rookie isn't the craziest thing in the world, but that's a whole other conversation. I I do wonder I do wonder if they would even wait until the draft to do it, um, or if this is if this is the thing that springboards the Patriots trade that we've talked so much about well I I think that Remember NBC ESPN Diana said the night before the Thursday night the Patriots were still talking about Jimmy right and then this happens I wonder if maybe that's not an accident that she got that there was some Patriots Jimmy conversations going on and then the Niners do this trade
1: guy I mean I I don't know about you I'll just I'll be surprised if Jimmy Garoppolo is not in the Patriots when the dust settles and, but I do think, like, what if the Patriots are able to get to, like, four and, and draft, you know, whoever the Niners and don't draft and they get a quarterback? Maybe they don't need them. That's why I just think it's draft night, because when I say draft night, that could be Friday, right? Thursday, the draft happens, and then the trade happens on Friday. Remember, Trent Williams wasn't traded till, like, Saturday afternoon uh, of the third day after, like, Joe Staley retires on, like, Friday. It's like, what is going on here? So it's just things change. Things happen fast. The key with Jimmy Garoppolo is to get like make people think you want to keep him, so you can get a little bit more. Yeah, you know, I mean, for them now, no picks, and when I say no picks, I mean no first rounders for the foreseeable future. And this pick, we know it's going to go on a quarterback that you got to attempt in every way possible to recoup as much as po- like if they were to get somehow a third round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, to me that would be a steal. Right, I think they would. I think they would do cartwheels. I agree. I, I just. I push back at the notion that there is any way week one, Jimmy's the starter and Trey Lance or Justin Fields is the backup. I, I, I just, I have a very, very hard time seeing that. I don't think, even if you don't believe the guy you're drafting is your week one starter, that
0: I, I used to say to think this, like, you know, you could draft the quarterback and keep Jimmy around still, And but I don't think that. Uh, and partly you've convinced me on that. I Even if you think, and this is a whole other conversation, Do you draft a guy? Can you play him week one? Is he going to be ready? Even if you don't think he is, I don't think you could have Jimmy there. Because all of your energy, all of your attention, all of your effort has to be about not just getting that guy ready to be your starting quarterback sooner rather than later, but also getting that guy to develop as the leader of your team. And this is not, you know, it's not that Jimmy's been in any trouble. But he doesn't, it's, we don't talk about him like he's Alex Smith here, right? With just the whole locker room wants nothing more than to have the guy, have Alex Smith uh, lead them to victory. And it hurts for everybody that somebody else has to take over for him. But uh, that's not the way it feels, right? So, and Alex is not, Alex is a guy that's proven that in those
1: situations he knows how to handle it. I don't know why you'd even open yourself up to that. Um, I don't even think it's an option. I, I, I know they have to say it now, and I think a lot – I see people on social media going, I can't believe they're going to keep Jimmy. It's like, guys, I mean, are we being serious right now? I, I brought up Jeff Akuda's contract. He was the third pick in the draft in 2020. Uh, he got $33 million. So it basically is a four-year 30 – I'll just guess, give or take, four years, $34 million. And the first year, the cap hits $6 million. And you give him, you know, the signing bonus will be around twenty plus million dollars, but you're able to amortize that over the life of the contract. And the cap hit for his four years, right, are six, seven, six, nine, and ten. So that's it, it's not, you know, by 2023, a ten million dollar cap hit if you have a Pro Bowl level quarterback is incredible value. It's why I'm a big believer, and I say it about Mahomes is John. An it's an incredible outlier. value if he's not a Pro Bowl quarterback. Yeah, but he's got to be good, you know. No, if he's no, Trubisky, it's not a great value. I agree, right? Yeah, um, but I'm just saying, like, this is, yeah. You got sorry. Go you ahead. give yourself an opportunity. It's hard to say in 2021. I mean, there's it's going to be a lot going on. We'll see that you see the players' association wants no part of OTAs. They're kind of going back and forth. How the do they feel about NFTs? <laughs> I think they like their NFTs. They don't oh. like OTAs, and okay. the coaches and GMs are like, "Let's come back to work, fellas," and they're like, "Fuck that." Well. I agree for the Aaron Rodgers and Trent Williams, the OTAs, but whoever they draft, if no, there are no OTAs, it's all virtual, that is a blow for the Niners, right? Now, the, the offseason, every rep is so important for whoever they get.
0: Can the guy go work out with the uh, QB
1: collective and not count as team activities? Yeah, I mean, you can't, but we know that's not the same. No, it's I just don't. so I think the other part of this they, is they, they now have a four year window of like trying to really load up the team and take advantage of. Well, it. again, this it comes with this guy being good. The part you, of this you, is who do you assume it's going to be? Do you have well, let's discussion? get to that. No, let's get to that on the player. Well, I, I think
0: uh, part of this is, OK, now it may, now we understand and you and I talked about this. If you don't keep Trent Williams, how do you draft a quarterback and not have him play behind Trent Williams? If you don't. Right. So now you go, OK. Trent Williams suddenly that contract is even more valuable to you. Kyle Usechek being back on your team is now more valuable to you,
1: right? Like having guys that you really Trent trust Chief, on offense. To, like part of Kyle Usechek's job is also to protect your quarterback, right? If, if Trent Williams had gone to the Chiefs, they would have been in trouble. Well, this falls apart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like part of the reason Kyle will,
0: Kyle gets that FaceTime from Trent and goes, "We got to get this done," is because he's already thinking about this. Yeah, he had a lot, a lot of uh, just irons in the fire. Right. A lot of irons. In the fire. I, I think, you know, you, we look back on it. I think the reason it played itself out the way it played itself out is because Trent Williams knew he had value and was going to make the 49ers pay him. Yeah, because he knew, you know, and this is another thing. If he had any inkling that this is what they were going to do, then he really knew how valuable he was to them.
1: That text he got when he's like, Kyle, we probably need to talk. I mean, I think I'm going to the Chiefs. Kyle had a freak, right? He's like, the whole thing's <laughs> going to fall apart if you go to the Chiefs. Yeah, that would have been a problem. I, I still think you probably would have to do this still, but you, you would just, I don't know what you do at tackle. I don't know how you'd get one. All right, let's real quick to finish on the Garoppolo point. You
0: get, your third, a, co- you get a third back. I, I, well, I think, think this if is you what, got you gotta fourth, raise, be... you got to
1: raise the value, guy. He's staying, he's staying, he's staying, he's staying. It's the Schefters and the bill, he's staying. No, right. Not a fucking soul around here believes you. There's only one he's person staying, shopping staying, here, John, in <laughs> this aisle. <laughs> so it's like they're, they're pushing that narrative, It which is. Feels a little, I don't even know what the right word would be. Like, it's, this isn't high school gossip class. Like, Belichick knows you just traded for the third overall pick. Like, I mean, these guys are idiots. I can't wait for
0: the leak that, like, the Niners see Panay Sewell as a generational tackle. They're going to move McGlinchey inside,
1: and Sewell is their guy. There's pressure on McGlinchey now. God, God. Absolutely there is. Absolutely. Man, that's why you got to get Justin Fields so he can run away from molded. the guys running right, right by McGlinchey. <laughs>
0: What do they know? Who are they targeting? Who do they like? We can cross off one
1: quarterback. We know that Trevor Lawrence. So how do you view now the candidates for the Niners pick? I think it's safe to say we can cross off Zach Wilson too. Uh, I don't know if it's a lock to go to the Jets. Uh, as long as they have Sam Darnold, I would say they would be on the open to you know trading. But I, I think it's pretty clear through NFL media, people around the league, Zach Wilson is going to go number two overall. Um uh, so I think it's down to three guys. We have three players. We have Justin Fields, the Ohio State quarterback, the number two quarterback in his high school class behind Trevor Lawrence. So an elite five-star recruit. Went to Georgia. They picked Jake Fromm. Bad move. He ends up going to Ohio State and had a pretty memorable moment, I'd say, in the Final Four, right? Throwing all those touchdowns. Yep. It, it was badass. After getting hit, after getting crunched, right? Oh, it was sweet. And it was... I mean, shit. They played Clemson, right? And he 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 kicked their ass. So, did they did they play Clemson? Yeah, yeah, they played Clemson. Yeah, and and Bama played Notre Dame. Yeah, so I mean, it was sweet. And then he got hit. Clemson was in the championship game. So then there's Trey Lance, which I think is one of the more intriguing prospects in recent years, right? Because the smaller schools didn't play this fall. He had the one game, but no one even counts that. Had his one year starting. He didn't throw a pick. They won the national championship, but it's like. Well, they do win the national championship every year, so it's not it's not as crazy as it sounds. Uh, but he's a big-time physical athlete. People like him. I mean, he's very intriguing. But as Mel Kuyper told us, and I think a lot of people around the league think he's a very raw product that is going to take some time. And then, to me, there is the guy that would probably get the most, oh, they really just did that, would be Mac Jones. And I do think Mac Jones, you would say, in Kyle's history, has the most similarities with the Cousins, with the Matty Isis, with the Matt Shobbs. But I, I I just think it has to be Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Now, I, I don't know people. by text messages, like, who are they taking? Like, I don't fucking know. But I, I, I do think it's Justin Fields or Trey Lance. I, I know Daniel Jeremiah, our buddy, tweeted out that don't think it couldn't be Mac Jones. I don't know if you could bank your future on Mac Jones. I, th- I think that'd be pretty nuts. Don't you? Yeah, I do. But I would encourage you to draft. You know, again, this is going to not to sound like
0: a cop-out, but you got to draft whoever you believe in the most. And, it, and that would mean that they were to believe in Mac Jones over those two guys. And we'd go, what? Once upon a time, everyone, the consensus was Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and uh, and uh, Patrick Mahomes. How'd that work out? Not good. Not good. Now,
1: I he think, was Daniel, the first I think Daniel Jones, another Daniel Jones, another example when six overall, it felt like that was a big reach. It felt like just, somebody had to go sixth. And so, right. That quarterback class was not viewed as this quarterback class.
0: No, but I agree with you. But, it's, but it was a reach for the guy. It was know, a reach for, for the at guy. Yeah. Yep. And Mac Jones would feel like a reach for the guy. You're right.
1: And, and I'd say the difference is Daniel Jones a much better athlete. Like, I actually... If you just said, like, the Niners have landed Daniel Jones this offseason, I'd be like, oh, I'm kind of intrigued, right? Mac Jones can't move. Nah, I wouldn't
0: be intrigued by Daniel Jones.
1: Well, I'm just saying if they had got him for, like, a fourth-round pick or something, like a throwaway. I'm not saying yeah. they mortgage the future. Yeah. I just don't think you can mortgage the future on a guy in 2020-21 that can't move. That, that's my issue. You, you know where I stand on this. Like, I, I just... Their offensive line, like Trent Williams, can block the other guys. Like Alex Mack is 36 years old. McGlinchey can't block a soul in pass protection. Mac Jones can't move. He's just yeah, having Pro Bowl offensive linemen in college and then sweet wide receivers. Like, I just think that would be very, very risky for a guy. You know, I know Joe Burrow went from like a fourth, fifth rounder to the number one overall pick. But say what you want about Joe Burrow. He can fucking move around. This guy just can't move around. that That's the thing that would terrify me. I think his arm's good enough. I think he's a high-level guy. I like Mac Jones. But mortgaging my franchise on Mac Jones, to me, is very, very risky. Well, I guess we shouldn't quite celebrate yet that Kyle Shanahan
0: has seen the light and, and changed the type of quarterback that he would target. That's right? why I put this guy on the list. I, yeah, I think it's, it's possible. It's, yeah, but I do think this. I do think back to the point you made earlier in the podcast, he also has watched he has played against Patrick Mahomes in the biggest game he's ever coached in, right? Bigger than the other game he coached in when Brady beat Brady beat him. He had he had Matty Ice. That was a different animal. He was plays the head coach Russell, w- plays against Russell Wilson eight times, right. But, but again, this is not just the athlete plays against Russell Wilson. You're right. Play kind watched his defense just annihilate Jared Goff, who's a statue. And then plays sure. Kyler. Yeah. yeah. And then like you said, Josh Allen. So and then here's the other thing with Kyle. This is where we, you and I joke we have fun about the QB collective thing. But Kyle is consistently around what is the modern young quarterback as they before they get to college or even when they're in college. Right. He's consistently around the Justin Fields of the world. Like he sees what all these guys coming up look like. And um, I've got to think that that excites him like. No matter how much you love being in total control, if you, are, if you think of yourself as one of the best race car drivers, you want to have the fastest race car. Even if you think, I don't need the fastest race car to beat everybody. And when I say that, the analogy does not mean quarterbacks that can run. It just means the most talented quarterbacks. I, given everything that we've seen, everything we've talked about, how could he not look at Trey Lance or Justin
1: Fields and say, let me work with that?
0: There is so you know much to a, work with there.
1: Do you know who I think a pretty good Mac Jones comp would be? would have some similarities would be Jared Goff and his buddy and their rival just fucking ship Jared Goff the hell. Do you think Mac Jones, like what are the percent chances you'd say Mac Jones is as good as Jared Goff? Wouldn't you say probably pretty low? Like Jared's had a pretty good career. Yeah, I mean, Jared and Jared was drafted
0: uh, two overall or one overall coming from less production in college, right? He wasn't coming yeah. from Alabama. He did not have a lot and he came from the air raid. I mean, at the time, I guess it was more of a unique offense. Now everybody's running yeah. just wide open offense, but yeah, the odds are not good. Like John, as you, as we talk about these three, I even given some of Kyle's history, I would be shocked if he draft drafted Mac Jones here.
1: I, I, I just, I know where I lean. And the difference for me is in, in cause to me it's between Lance and fields. The difference for me and Lance and fields is I'm just leaning with the blue chip guy. I'm leaning with the guy that I watched against Clemson throw all those touchdowns. I'm leaning with the guy that can run a four three. I'm leaning with the guy that when the media told everybody shut
4: it down,
1: don't play, this guy was not only outspoken, he fucking drew a line. Not the, the media stand. told everybody. The Big Ten said we're not playing. Yeah, and the media
0: celebrated it. Yeah, but again, it the just, Big Ten said we're not playing. That's who he was not just out there yeah. tweeting like yeah, he was going, right. My he, he was talking said, to the pre- he was yeah.
1: talking to the presidents and he was outspoken. He was leading the charge, and I'm like. I like this guy. And yeah, I mean, it was, he had skin in the game to the better he could play the draft, but he was, he was a hype guy going into this year, right? To me, if he had not, if Ohio state hadn't played a game, he would have been in the mix for a top 10 pick. But I love this guy's attitude. Everything I've heard about his character. Now he's raw. He needs some work, but as Mel Kiper said, like, can you guys see the big picture? Justin Herbert needed work. Josh Allen needed work. This is the league. Is Justin Fields, and you could argue maybe Trey Lance is that guy too. So it's listen. I these guys spend so much time watching every because whoever they draft, whoever they draft, when it comes out, they better come out and said we watched every snap all these guys ever took in college because that's what's on the line right now. Right? They better have not. Well, how could they not have watch done four that? or five? I mean, games. especially if it's no, Trey Lance, I know, there's so I know, but fields, I'm just snaps. saying like. Every snap, all these guys have ever taken, ever. I might even get high school tape. I'm doing well. He's maybe he goes back and watches the QB collective practice tape. Justin Fields would be my pick now. Again, like sometimes you got to be careful. I would have been like, I would take Jared Goff over Carson Wentz, and I know their careers have both kind of got derailed, but it was clear about a couple years in like, God, Carson's just a different animal than Jared Goff, and you so you can't just it's not the stars and where you play college football, it doesn't determine NFL success. But I do think Justin Fields checks basically every box you could ask for for being a, a top five pick. Yeah, I, I do think um, – yeah, I agree with that. I do think it's
0: almost now – the Niners did not go to the Trey Lance Pro Day, right? Which does not make me think that they don't like him.
1: Well, they remember they didn't go to the McGlinchey Pro Day. Yeah, and I, I, the I,
0: when it happened, I thought, that's a little too obvious. Okay, but we'll see.
1: Um but I do. We do understand. Also, they are bi- they are big on pro day games. It's like, come on, guys, just no one cares. Pro day games? What do you mean? Oh, well, just like, playing, like playing the game. Yeah, Who to say? I know. Like, it's like it's like. Oh, they sent their linebacker coach to the North Dakota State. They got all off the free agent throw potential. You're like, yeah, oh yeah, give yeah. Me it. <laughs> <laughs> Um
0: As you and I both were texting today, it'll be interesting to see Andy Reid and now Andy gets Andy the upper hand on Dax Milne from BYU. You know, he's going to get to him before Kyle, but I. I do. Th- look, here's what we know about Kyle. So much of what matters to him, too, is when he sits down with the quarterback and goes, what do I think this guy can handle? Right. The clip of, of Matt Ryan that you and I loved from a few years ago before the Super Bowl, where Matt Ryan has to like he like recites this entire play and it's super long and he gets it's one like word. 80, wrong. It's like it was like 17. Words. I wrote it down. Actually, I wrote it down somewhere because it was so long. I used to be able to memorize it. But like that's going to matter here, too. Right, that is going to be a part of this, and this is where you go back to. The beauty of having Lance and Fields is athletically they're both so special that if Kyle's
1: picking between the two of them, he's still picking a special athlete. That's where Mac Jones makes me nervous because he's going to be. Able I don't to want to talk about that right shit. now. We can get to that later. He's going to he's going to be able to recite all that crap. I I think you're overrating. There's a balance. I, I remember hearing when Blake Bortles coming out, the knock on him was he's a meathead. And when I say a meathead, like, he was wired more like a defensive lineman or something. And it's a cerebral position. But, like, part of it is, like, are you smart enough to just handle what we're just going to keep throwing at you, which is going to be intense, it's going to take some time. You, you got to project that, right? Sure. There, so sure. There's like, you can't get overwhelmed if you give this guy something, then he stutters it back, the wrong word. Well, it's like, right. well, it might take him a couple minutes. Uh, for Even sure. Matt Ryan said he wanted to kill Kyle after their first year, and their second year they won the MVP. Exit to e- east right, nasty, two scat Cherokee, can three scat, both hammer.
0: <laughs> that was the call. Yeah. Exit to east right, nasty, two scat Cherokee, can three scat, both hammer. And I think Kyle goes, actually it was, Kyle changed one of the words. Kyle said it and Matt Ryan was like, no, it was the other way. It was right, not left or something like it, it was bananas. Yeah. So you so has got to be
1: careful with some of this stuff.
0: No, I agree. I, I do think you can overdo it. But again, that's where I go back to. He's this is not cousins and RG three, right? This is not two extremes athletically. These guys are on the same side of the spectrum. Like that's what I think gives you some. And here's something else I've seen over the course of Friday is like the Niners must believe there's three elite quarterbacks in this draft. Well, not necessarily. I mean, they might just think we we think the guy we can get is really good. It's not a reflection of what they think of Trevor Lawrence. It's, if they know Zach Wilson's going second, it's not a reflection of what they think of Zach Wilson. For all we know, yeah. whoever they drafted three, they'd take o- over whoever gets drafted at two, right? Like, for all we know, they like Trey Lance more than Zach Wilson. They might. So, like, the odds oh, are yeah, never yeah. good
1: that there's three elite quarterbacks in a draft, particularly in the first round. Well, to me, you don't waste any time on Trevor Lawrence. You just stack the group, including Zach Wilson, with Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones, right? And then you just go, Would we be comfortable taking either of these guys? Would we be comfortable taking three of the four? Would we only be comfortable with one? That's why I don't think there's under no circumstances could they not know at least ninety percent of what the Jets are thinking. I think they have a I think they know. I, I do too. Um but could I throw one
0: more scenario at you that just hit me? Yes. What did the Bears have to give the 49ers to go from three to two? Uh, a second and a third. So the Niners don't, that would seem extreme at this point, given what they just did. Yeah, I don't think you can do that. But if you like, but here's the thing. If you, if you like Sam Darnold and you are the Jets, you're in a premium position because you just saw a team go from 12 to three, one spot behind you and give up two extra ones and a third, right? Yeah. So you could, you could, yeah. So You're in good shot. But okay. it's like you have to have somebody who's buying. So if the Jets are shopping that pick, you would think a lot of people would be buying. But yes. the, but is there a scenario where we roll into draft day and nobody's given the Jets what they want, like enough to move back? Right, and the Jets go, okay, we don't want to go back to whatever six or twelve or what? Who knows? I mean, I guess six and twelve. Those those two two teams just traded. But you know what I'm saying? And the Jets go, we don't want to go back too far. But we like Darnold enough. Let's just – we'll just go back with the Niners.
2: Just yeah. a thought. I, I just something
1: you, that – just. You Niners know, you, don't really you, you, have a lot of
2: uh, – You could. Offer I mean, listen. You – you,
1: You're already come this far. What the hell?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Okay, so I think one thing we can talk about now, too, is Deshaun Watson – Uh, given his situation is so up in the air right now with the Texans, the Niners just traded three ones for a player that we don't know who it is yet. I think if you're going to trade three ones for the third pick, you absolutely would have been willing to trade four ones for Deshaun Watson. Right. I mean, I think this tells us now definitively, even though it's what we thought, we believe they were willing to trade for Deshaun. This tells us definitively they would have been willing to do it, I believe.
1: I think it I think two, if you would have traded pick 12, 22, 23 in the third round pick for Deshaun Watson, that would have been viewed as a lot because he does make $150 million, you know, starting next year assuming that he doesn't sit out the year, it was going to be $35 million for like three or four straight years. So, yeah. I would have just said if if today the if Deshaun Watson had never had all these allegations and was just on the trading block and the trade would have been 12, 22, 23 and the solo third would have been like, God damn, that's a lot. I mean, it would have been like, that's worth it. But their cap would have been much more complicated next year. The, the cap numbers are huge. Part of this deal, I think why you feel so much more comfortable doing this for a rookie. Now, you would pray to God that he's, if, if I just said Justin Fields or Trey Lance turns 90% of Deshaun Watson, they would do cartwheels, right? That's what they're looking for. But it's the, it's the how much he costs. Like the part of what makes Deshaun a little complicated is, his cap number the next couple years are massive for a team that just paid a lot of money and has some guys that Fred Warner and you know is going to get huge money. You'd expect this offseason, it would have become financially just a little more complicated, right? It would have. Even I, you don't have any of these ones, and you know they're, well, they're cheap labor. Yeah, but but you
0: maybe this is just coincidence. Maybe they were never going to do any trade until they got to the pro days uh, because if Deshaun was going to cost more than trading up to three. And they didn't love any of the quarterbacks, then you're more likely to do that deal, right? Maybe it's a coincidence, but it doesn't. To me, the fact that Deshaun has become unacquirable right now is not nothing in part of in in the context of the timeline of the Niners deciding to do this. Like, if the Niners loved Justin Fields and thought they could get him at three, would they have done this instead of Deshaun? Maybe, maybe they would have. I don't. We don't know, but I I don't think it's necessarily. I don't think. What's
1: What's the reaction if the Deshaun off the field stuff never happens? He's traded today for this package. I think it's twelve absolutely 23 in the yeah. third pick. I,
0: I think you know it's it's different when you trade for a pick because the possibilities, the hope, it's like you never know what are we gonna get. But Deshaun is viewed as so good that yes, the money is there, but you think I know this player, I know what his his floor is
1: fantastic. His floor is franchise quarterback. You think there would have been a narrative it, out there, people saying like, I don't know if the Texans got enough. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, because
0: three picks and no players is, you might whiff on all three of those picks. You might end up with well, tangibly I, Yeah, I mean, I think him. you just look at recently, right?
1: And Jaylen John, Rand- sorry, Jaylen- can I add one
0: more thing to that? And you'd go, go I know you're, now I know your pick next year is not going to be. Like, there's a
1: chance the Dolphins yeah, get a, the 15th pick, the 10th pick, the 8th pick for the Niners next year if it doesn't work. For 100%. Sorry. I think the going rate on a pl- on an elite difference maker, right? Jalen Ramsey, Jamal Adams, two ones and a two, and you go Justin Fields or Trey Lance just went for three ones and a three, <laughs> right? That's what it costs to acquire them. So it just it kind of shows you it puts everything that quarterbacks three ones on a three for something you don't even know that has a 50% bust rate. That's just the right... At least when you get Jalen Ramsey, you go, yeah, he might be a headache or whatever. We got to pay him, but he's an elite player. Same with Deshaun. Same with Jamal Adams. Same with when Khalil Mack was acquired. Same with a lot of times, like when I give up a first for Stephon Diggs, like I'm getting a guy that had 19 touchdowns the last two years or whatever. This, it just shows you when you do trade for the quarterback, the unknown, the hope is part of it, but there's also like a nervous unknown of just like there's... Getting back to it, the pressure, like Deshaun Watson, he's off the table right now for every team. Like, he's not acquirable. But now, even if the, all this stuff goes away and it turns out it was just a hit campaign, he's like, he'll never be a niner. Like, the niners are just all in. They don't have picks to acquire him. Like, J- Trey Lance or Justin Fields just is their quarterback. I, I do think we have some finality that, like, Kyle Shanahan is going all in on one of these rookie quarterbacks to be his quarterback hopefully of his career right like ideally this guy is his quarterback for the next 15 years yeah yeah kind of like and it changes your career like sean mcdermott when the dust settles he's going to be interconnected with josh allen and if he keeps having years like this he's going to go down as a great coach right they sean mcdermott in divisions
0: <laughs> uh, now hall of fame is something but if i told you when it's all said and done sean
1: they McDermott were just in the, the afc championship game why it's not well, that for crazy, sure but that he- what i'm
0: going to say is i no, it's not crazy but I think you could, I would comfortably say odds are really good that he's just a Bills Hall of Famer, right? That Sean McDermott, whether they win a Super Bowl or not, is just going to go down. As, he's going to have a great run here.
1: Yeah. You know? I, but, um, I, I but also it's like think the, the pressure when you acquire this many picks, that's back to the Watson thing. You would have known right away, we got a great player. So it's like, yeah, we got to figure out the money and stuff, but you're just like, I got a great player. Here, it's like you're... You're saving the money, which I'm glad. I mean, it's the way to build the team. It's it's tried and true formula. Josh Allen's doing it now. I think Herbert, they plan on doing it. Obviously, they did it with Mahomes. It's just now, like, this guy's got to be good. Like, this guy has to be Watson, Josh Allen, Lamar, whatever. Like, he's got to be – the pressure on him to pop immediately is going to be – it's going to be nuts, which is cool. Like, we're in the content business. We like talking about it. I like interesting but you're gonna feel it, like when if they're at OTAs and we go out to like a spring practice, like everyone's there to see one person. I, yeah. not IUK, not Debo. Don't even really Kittle. like you kind of get to fly under the radar. The the magnifying glass on that kid, it, it would have been Samson, the same with Deshaun. Like if they would acquired Deshaun, we would have gone to practice. But it'd be like, Yeah, this guy's fucking sweet, right? Right.
3: Right. The it's question
0: would like, like, not the question would be, oh, uh, how's he gonna look with Kyle? Not how's he gonna look? Is he gonna look it's like, oh, capable?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the first practice, like, oh, he skipped three balls, right? I mean, just Grant Cohen's going to be tweeting his percentage. <laughs> tweeting, he'll be going live from the parking lot. <laughs> um, I, I think the, and I'd watch it. I think the,
0: from a Deshaun standpoint, like, when I say, why do you do this now? You have breaking news?
1: Uh, just a text from a GM that he's fired up. He was a part of some trades today. <laughs> he's always part of some trades. Yeah, he's I, wheeling and dealing. I, um... Eagle, Eagles might have three first-round picks next year. Yeah. Wait, the, Niners, plays the, enough. the Niners and Rams guy, no first-rounders. <laughs> Forever. All right,
0: let me ask you this as it relates to Deshaun. There are, why, would, why do you do this deal a month before the draft if you're the Niners? There's two reasons, right? One is the Deshaun dream died. Two is you're afraid somebody else is going to do the deal. I don't know if somebody else was about to do this deal, but... I do think that Deshaun Dream died, as we've talked about for the time being, and now the keep in mind what the Dolphins have done as well here. The Dolphins got twelve, then they moved back up to six. Yeah, Uh, things can change. There's a long way to go, and whatever's going to transpire here with the with Deshaun, but it feels to me like the Dolphins have moved on from that as well. Um, Right. That that now it's like,
1: OK, if you're if you're doing that deal, you're not draft. You're not considering drafting any of these guys. Well, when you when you hear they're at pick six, don't you think Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase? Yeah, I think Devontae they're Smith. moving back up to do some exactly what you said to help Tua. Yeah. So again, as they should, as they should. I mean, just they the just, landscape. They did just draft Tua five or four. Yeah, five. I guess. Whoever yeah. One six. Yeah. five. Well,
0: but, but and you mentioned this earlier, like it's a double whammy for them. They trade out of the spot. They had the Herbert shadow. Now they've got whoever gets drafted ahead of six shadow. So, you know, there's a lot of heat on Tua. But as Mel Kuyper, you remember, he was on the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I think I don't even think what I'm about to say is something. Yeah, it was Mel who said, like, look, Tua, I don't even think he should have played last year. He's yeah, He was an injured player. Let's give him another let's give him a year. And the beauty for the Dolphins is they're going to be able to surround him with so much talent uh if they hit on these picks like imagine if the Dolphins
1: go on this like a bucks run of nailing all these draft picks well, the why Jason couldn't they Light take has? like Kyle Pitts also draft Najee Harris I mean they could load up their offense right for them as they should yeah or Travis Etienne or whoever like they could really just nail some guys because they have they got multiple first round picks they people forget they still have another first they have their own right and they had the they following had last year they year. had multiple they what they had three last year in the first round They had three last year, but they used it on, you know, a pass rusher, a tackle, and Tua. Yeah. Now that there's like, to me, there's like, can Austin, is Austin Jackson, is that the guy's name from USC? Yes. Like, can he take a big step? Because if all of a sudden you hit on him and then you get Kyle Pitts and Najee Harris and you got like, well, we got a tackle, we got two skill guys, we got Tua, all of a sudden the narrative can go from like, God, we really got something, right? Mm hmm. Where it's just, I, Deshaun, I don't. I don't even know what happens now. Not it. It has not been a good couple of weeks for him. <laughs> that's that would be an understatement of the day. Yeah, I, as we've
0: talked about, like he's he's fighting for something much bigger than which team he ends up on. But if that thing ends with him available to play somehow, it's I don't. You know, the Texans have more leverage from a football standpoint. But that's a whole other. That's that's a conversation for another day, another month. Hell, it might be another year. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, uh. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible Friday, March 26th. Oh, my God. Shout
0: out to all the NFL people involved in this trade, to the 49ers. Maybe the Dolphins had to get the Eagles on board before they did this deal, for all we know. So shout out to Howie Roseman
1: and the Eagles. Shout out to the Dolphins. Um, you oh, know, you're shout, saying like the Dolphins were like, we 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 want to take one of these sweet offensive guys. We don't want to be a 12. If you can help us out, like work together. Yeah. I'm just, shout out to everybody that got this done on Friday,
0: not on Saturday night.
1: Okay. do you think there's just a lot of like Billy Beans right now in the NFL, just willing to do deals all the time? At well, you know, notice.
0: maybe that is a part of, maybe that is a part of why it's looking the way it's looking. Is that if just things willing to wheel a deal? The, yeah, the way the GMs,
1: have changed and think? I think it's dramatically changed. (laughs) Like these guys will just do deals and people are just open-minded and just wheeling and dealing. Well, remember you and I kind
0: of, we've laughed a few times about how all these QB trades, it was often like the Deshaun trades would be like three-team deals. Like, all right. Or Russell Wilson's all these, we're like three-team deals. What do you... But I mean, this is—I do think what we saw on Friday was some variation of a three-team deal, at least from Miami's perspective. Again, maybe they well, wouldn't make the, the deal but, anyway. But
1: yeah, by the time that trade came out within 15 minutes, they were from 12 to six. So it's not like, well, let's just call the Eagles; see if they'll do deal. That's probably not how it happened, right? Although you could <laughs> argue, to your point earlier, like
0: the answer to that question is always yes. Here's let's what I will the we'll give them we'll credit: a deal.
1: Well, we knew, and we'd been talking about it for a while. All the different partners, it had stayed pretty low key with a lot of people clearly kind of in the mix, right? Because the Jets yeah. got to have an idea because they're talking to the Niners. The Niners are talking to the Dolphins. The Dolphins are talking to the Eagles. That means how he knows the Dolphins and the Niners and the Jets, like it's all kind of interconnected. And I'd say for the most part, everyone kept their mouth shut. Now, you'd argue, well, of course they did. These are massive moves for all these teams, right? It's just it's not really one to leak it out and because all these teams ultimately guy, here was the key. They all wanted to do a deal. Right. So you only leak when it's like you don't really want to do it and you're trying to screw over another team. Like, I hear this guy sniffing around like, no, Howie, John Lynch, uh, the Greer with the Dolphins. Clearly, the Jets are kind of open minded, like they all want to do. So if you want to do like it, it actually behooved you to kind of keep quiet. Did the Bears, have we heard, John, did the Bears almost pull this off? Uh, (laughs) No, they have been. Have you seen their Twitter account with Andy Dalton? It's I just saw the
0: the I just saw they went QB one with him.
1: Well, they had that. another one the other day of him boxing. It's like, guys, just tell your guy to pull back. You know? <laughs> <Just> pull back. <laughs>
4: uh.
1: Okay, guy. That's incredible. a good weekend in All right. Good emergency podcast, everybody. <laughs> Adios.